everybody! Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Kat, and I'm going to have some words with Alex during this. <laughs> uh, I'm Brendan, and if I was uh, a character in this upcoming story here, I think I would just be also digging into canapes, like, with no reservations and stuffing them into my pockets, too. Because, I mean, have you been to museum soirees, you guys? The it's canapes. The, food the canapes. They're, it's good. It's good. I mean, coconut shrimp? Come on. God damn, yeah. I don't want a canapé. And hors d'oeuvres? <sighs> So how about we just uh, – you guys, I, I think clearly this means we just got to stop recording and go get some canapes. I think We can get a charcuterie it. board. Boom. <gasps> I had charcuterie today. <laughs> Way Mini to go. Mini quiche. <laughs> but wait. No, no, guys. We have a duty. We have a duty to the listener it and took to us ourselves. It to start recording, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pippin. And fops, 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 everybody. <laughs> I wonder what Pippin's favorite character type is. Could it be I the motherfucking fop? Say. And the I Alex Cinematic you. Universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm out. And this is my continuing adventures of of uh, planning out an entire, at this point, trilogy of stories. And not writing them. God damn it. Some day. Way to go. Some I'm so angry about day it. <laughs> my fop will come. Well, what's worse is that actually this is a third book that is, you don't have a trilogy. This is an excellent mid-game book in a series. True. But you need to I have, think... you need to return back to, god damn it, Brent, uh, Alex, I mean, oh, oh my god, wow. which sibling is it? Ooh. <laughs> I know, I know, getting dark over here. I mean, Alex, you're wanting to do like an entire space mystery novel series like we're talking 20 books hell yeah uh, you're gonna have to start writing well you're, you're running behind so i think you have to write two a year just to catch up because i think, I think that think, that's only reasonable yeah i mean if there are any wayward editors who want to give me an advance for it <laughs> i'm not sure that's how this works although sometimes it, it is alex if you want you and i can work on how to write a proposal we can we can make that out of minisode. <gasps> oh my god! Hey guys, are we talking about content? Let me make you some content. Ooh. So, Kat, what are we talking about? <laughs> what You're are we asshole. talking? About? Speaking of, hey Alex. Yeah. Today we're talking about an original story idea by Alex. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes on nostoryissacred.com. Although I can say that clearly we will be discussing canapes. <laughs> Lots of canapes. So much. I thought for a second you were going to say cannibals. <laughs> and Ooh. I was like, I don't think that was anywhere in his summary, but okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, sometimes you gotta throw some things in there just to make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know what though? Alex. Yeah. What's the, can I also get the, the title and the summary of your story? Cause I'm really loving this fucking title. Oh, this is the uh, spec name, not the, not the final name. Aww. Okay. The final name implies that you've written it. <laughs> okay. I feel called out. Good. You are being called yeah. out. It Absolutely. Feels like, it, this, it, 
Uh, is this an intervention? I was literally about to say, Alex, this is not actually a podcast. This is mm. an intervention. Um, we're all here. I feel. We're going to use I statements and we're going to talk to you about – this is not – by the by the way, audience, we're so sorry. This is not to say that interventions are not important or uh, or otherwise. We just really want Alex to write these fucking books. I mean, I Alex is them. the best among us when it comes to writing and it's not fair that he hasn't written these stories yet. So true. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I would like to – uh, Object. Push back on that sentence. Alex <laughs> is the best of us. Full stop. Ooh. So no qualifiers. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, well, that's you, just you, the twins <laughs> speaking. And oh. I'm never wrong. And you've activated my imposter syndrome trap card. No. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, guys. Uh, none of this you're is a, true a fucking title or description. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> We've <laughs> got to focus. You're right. Never. Why? <laughs> Because otherwise I could go to bed. <laughs> Listen, people have been with us for 106 episodes, 107 after this. They know what we're about. That's true. Good, you know what, listener, listener, if you've made it all 107 episodes, congrats. I genuinely don't remember most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. every single one. Right, I remember on. everything. I remember a time. Anyways, <clears throat> the name of this outline is mm-hmm. a night in the orbital museum hell yeah listen i feel like that tells you exactly what kind of story it is in the middle of like the third story you already know this is like a, a you know what's what's that connie willis book brendan you've recommended it oh uh to say nothing of the dog exactly it's got one of those vibes you look at them like yeah okay i think i know what i'm getting into here all right all right compared yeah. to the other titles do you want to remind us of the other titles and other episodes they may read? The first in this uh, series that <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't fucking <laughs> is a body in the void. Fucking love it. Still love it. Or is it just body in the void? I don't Who remember. Cares? Doesn't matter. The second one, uh, no, we came up with this, the orphaned light. Fuck yeah! And a night in the Orwell Museum. While it is catchy, I will admit it has a different vibe from the other two. Yes, I think this is a different vibe story. Ooh, true, true. I think. Wait, no, no. Alex, give us the give us the rundown. Oh, yeah. you're right. Rundown, you... and then we discuss, and then the thunder pit. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> After the events of, of the orphaned light, Kara has decided to stop alienating herself. Note: Make sure her orphaned light ends with her, her realizing this. <laughs> Good. Good job. Yep. yep. Excellent. Yep. Good, good, good. Yep, good, yep, good. yep, yep. Oh. Character development in my series? <laughs> what? What? Uh, it's about Sounds this fake. Is, this, is, this is a series about healing. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Figure <laughs> out your that, themes after the 20th book. Then you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it's about enchiladas. No, yeah, it's about the cones. <laughs> it's about the cones. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the greatest long-running joke ever and the best payoff. But go on. And has accepted an invitation by Space Fop to, a, ga- to a gala at the Space Museum. Space Museum! The Space Museum is an orbital terrarium, complete with a courtyard, a hedge maze, a greenhouse, cellar, engine room, and a big old dome to view the planet from. Aww. Gotta love them big domes. So you can already see in your mind's eye what 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 I'm going for here. Ah, uh, the giant terrarium in the sky. But also, 
my personal theory is that you have stolen my wake, Alex. You're... Pippin, sure. can you explain my wake to the audience? Dear listening audience, inevitably, Cat will die. <laughs> well, inevitably. <laughs> not if... Uh, not if, and, not if, if we have anything to say about it. Ooh. One of us not in this room you. is the killer. <laughs> not if you have anything to say about it, because uh, I uh, am going to throw a baller party. <laughs> Indeed. I mean... Uh, and it's going to be a murder mystery. <laughs> I've requested that it take place in an orangery. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, this is better than my uh, funeral request, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> which... Which, for the record, is closed casket, but then at one point during the ceremony <laughs> no. or the viewing, <laughs> no. uh, Pop Goes the Weasel starts playing on the speakers. <laughs> nice. Nothing See, happens, but the suspense. It's the hope that'll kill you. Um, what I like about – I've requested the orangery. Pippin has explicitly told me that I get no say in this. And that upsets <laughs> True. me. I feel like it's my goddamn wake. Surely I should be allowed to attend. Uh, no, the whole point of it is that you don't. <laughs> I mean, you kind of are in attendance. I don't know. She's explicitly told me I'm not invited. <laughs> yeah, no, Kat is not invited to her wake. Um, it's going to be this amazing party, and I'm really upset about it. Um, but more importantly, it takes place in an orange tree. There's going to be a murder mystery party. There's going to be hidden doors. I'm assuming going this to is what I've heard. fabulous. She's going to be wearing dress, like, all black at some point, and then mysteriously change into something that's, like, like less depressing. And they're all like, ooh, is she the murderer? Like, wait, did anyone say Kat was murdered? Hmm. Um, and so on. Or maybe Kat murdered someone, and that's <gasps> what we're trying- Did I fake my death? And that's why I'm not allowed to fucking attend? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it's something I have to talk to your coworker about. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> my coworker and my sister um are deeply enmeshed now in this- Weirdly weird, in-depth wake plan for me. Here's the thing. None of this is Alex's story. But wait, it is kind of, because the second I read that, I was sitting there being like, okay, okay, I've got a vibe for this now. This feels like a country house murder. This feels like one of those locked room fun things, but in space. Mm. I would like to point out that I do not have access to uh, the orangery uh, murder mystery uh, chat. And, uh, uh, and so, <laughs> so I'm doing this just through with the fact that you mentioned and liking orange orangeries well on the, in the main. In our, I do like orangeries. Main chat. Uh, Wait, I, so I want to point out that, uh, I am looking in the document that Alex is, uh, referencing for this, and he did add, uh, an orangery to the list of things in the space museum. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, although, it, that's pretty, if you have not actually heard about the wake plans, first of all, how the fuck did I manage to not spill the beans about that? Because as you know, I'm sometimes chatty. Um, but, the second, but the second part is that, um, amazing twin psychicness. If you, like, took Pippin's, like, orangery, like, murdered, ah, no, no, and a fop. See? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but, but let us continue. <laughs> The evening starts fine, stashing canapes in her pockets. It's having to interact with knobs, the premiere of an exhibit of, of the alien race that mysteriously disappear at whose tech we saw in previous parts. First books, MacGuffin. Second books, Hook's Dig Site. But whoopsie Wait, doodle. Wait, continuing things? Uh, Ooh. Well, I know, right? It, it's almost... Lore? 
It's almost, <laughs> a, it's almost as if you want to establish a through line. Seems what? fake. What fucking fake? I know. And remember, the MacGuffin uh, and from the first book was just a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was super important in readers. There's, Ooh. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, anyways. We're killing over. <laughs> but whoopsie doodle, a murder happens. <laughs> whoopsie doodle. <laughs> <laughs> and Iron Storm has flooded the road. I mean, scrambled navigation and Ooh. prevents anyone from leaving. Looks like she is gonna, looks like she's gotta solve a mystery. Oh boy, gang. <laughs> There's a Hell mystery yeah. to solve. Oh boy. <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> Golly gee, Mr. Willikers. So wow. there's going to be a talking dog in this story, right? Uh, if there's no, no talking dog, I leave. The Bob has a name that we've all <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> Are you implying that he's the talking dog? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I just love the Bob so much. <laughs> Listen, he has more in common with your Earth dogs than... <laughs> <laughs> Dogs, I always love dogs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty, right. I'm pretty certain we gave him a name in the last one, didn't we? I feel I like we did. Remember, I just call him the Fop. Listeners, <laughs> go back and uh, why don't you tweet us and let us know if we did? Because God forbid we re-listen to our own fucking work. Who does that? Seems fake. All right, all right, all right. Well, next is the kit list of characters, which is a feature I like to include in my my uh, thingadings. I mean, that's wise. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Also, I, I, and also, I, I end up figuring out story stuff while, while I'm doing that. Weird. Yeah. It, what? It's almost as if that's one of the things you do when pre-writing. What? <gasps> what? What? Because before I go into it, like, I think this is a very smart way of doing any kind of, like, story planning or just writing in general is just laying out your characters and their motivations to start with. Because... I want to have the characters make sense for the world they're in. And if you pre-plan a lot of this, like character motivations, how they solve problems, how maybe they mess up on solving problems, what Mm -hmm. are their flaws, that kind of thing. It lets you steer the story in interesting directions that maybe aren't necessarily even shown to the reader directly, but have an internal consistency that makes sense. That way you're not having stupid deus ex machinas happening out of the blue. It's like, oh, well, it's just a Lord Rabble Rabble. He's doing, you know, uh, stuff to enrich his family because maybe the family's actually poor, whatever. Yeah. And that's happening in the background. That's the motivation there. You can have that be revealed toward the end as being his motivation or whatever, but figuring this stuff out early helps. And also, also characters, in my view, build the world around them. It's not, yeah. Cause like when you figure out that Lord Rabble Rabble, like is having money, he problems, problems it naturally follows. Why is he, he, uh, having money problems? What a situation in this world. Oh, okay. Uh, cause him, uh, cause him to, um, to have those money problems. What situations in this world old that had a man uh, to have of a name Rabble Rabble? Rabble <laughs> Rabble? I think it's actually an example of start with the thing that you find interesting. What? Mm, I like that. Ooh. Uh, so, so Alex, you find making the characters really interesting. So start with that and then 
build from there when the rest of us go like, no, actually tell me more about the goddamn fop. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas I'm sitting here being like, you know what? This sounds to me like an example of all – the only reason anything happens in a story is because a character did something. Yep. Yep. Um, And therefore, who are these fucking people and what kind of actions would they take? There are going to be some people who steal the keys and there are some people who are going to set fire to the barn. Maybe they're the same person. Maybe they're both Pippin. But, (laughs) you know, who are they? And that informs what your story is. And especially in science fiction, like, I don't want to have the typical science fiction trip of explaining every single little nitty gritty detail. I'd much rather have, like, characters talking about those details and not, like, a primer on how some science fiction tech works that, at the end of the day, I don't really care about. And also, if you focus on, on the characters, they're not all little space engineer. Earth with there's a uh, uh, space degrees <laughs> and uh, and uh, and in space engines and <laughs> from space uh, space space uh they they don't know the uh, like why they don't know why I put a in glowing goo in the uh, uh in the entry and makes it go vroom 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 faster than light it but uh, but it does. I mean, you might meet a guy who knows, and I mean, but also, and is he boring? <laughs> is he boring? Is he explaining it in a, a way that he he thinks you will understand? Is he, he that kind of asshole who talks down to other people? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, uh, here I'm going to explain how warp drives works with this piece of paper again because this <laughs> is how we Actually, do it. Weirdly, what? this does from. <laughs> like, let, let, let me fold. Like, here's how it works. Let me fold the piece of paper, and uh, uh, and the ship is this pencil going through the two uh, the two ends of the paper. And, okay. Uh, to be fair, though, that was a really great explanation. From it, it was. <laughs> but this is, is uh, but this is far in the uh, in, in space future. Or that's oh. that's like uh, that's first grader expa- explanation. That's true. But weirdly, you can also still have that sort of really boring explanation and then turn it into a character moment for the person who's stuck listening to it. So, for instance, (laughs) in Murder Must Advertise, uh, you know, our our main character, who is just a detective there trying to figure out something, uh, shows up on the stage and he has been brought into the head of the copywriter's uh, uh, whatever. And he's being subjected to a long speech about how essentially how publishing works, how commercials work. (laughs) And so what happens is (laughs) the dialogue goes in and out as he, like, as the character is distracted by other things. (laughs) So as he, you know, starts to try to stay awake, uh, at one point you get near the end of the paragraph and it's like, and then of course with the production and literally the sentence just says, Peter fell into a dream. <laughs> and it keeps going. <laughs> it's a fucking you know, great bit, but it, it tells there's still like a little nugget. It tells you something about both characters. This, um, yeah. not, not not to distract from stuff we were talking about before I even recorded. This seems like the premise for a, a fun sketch, actually. <laughs> Which part? No, just uh, some character explaining techno babble, and the main character does not give a shit. <laughs> and is just finding every single thing to distract themselves. It's like, 
yeah, yeah, dilithium crystals. Oh, hey, is that a lava lamp? Wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a fun thing you can do is, in a, with a mystery is hide a, uh, is hide a clue in, the, in that wall of a spiel. Yes. Oh, no, uh, they said a thing. It was important. What was it? <laughs> well, also, this is like, it, it, it's one of those characters, I've, I've heard recently um, a bit of advice about how to, you know, develop a character. And one of them is everybody, or at least anybody fictional, has some weird fucking thing they're obsessed over that makes no sense to anybody else. But they will die on that hill. And uh, what's all great, of my obsessions make perfect sense. Great. <laughs> but what's great is that we find out what that is for the, the, the boss character. And so he's in it. He's there. It's his special topic. And our our detective could not care less. That's not what he's there for. But he's very polite. <laughs> so he won't just leave. Uh, anyway. Right, so do we want to talk about the cast of characters? Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what, characters? Listen, we all start. Cat, you infected us. We all started speaking in paragraphs. <gasps> yes! It's happened! Uh, but Fuck no. yeah. The characters. We've got our main character, Kara, whose name I keep on pronouncing differently every time I say it. <laughs> say it. And that's my own character. <laughs> Optimism is starting to come back to her, but she's still got a snark and the ability to stop of mysteries. It's, so, you know, she's uh, moving on. She's moving on. She's healing. And, and you know, she's, try, she's trying to be outgoing for once she's trying new things trying to like live her life or whatever and then the universe says hey i like that here's a murder mystery oh man the look she gives the fop (laughs) (laughs) come to this party you said there won't be any murder you said (laughs) i did not say that but I think we implied it. <laughs> it was a postscript in the invitation. Yeah, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> what I love though is that this is this is really great middle of the series. Because here's the thing: when you have a long running series, sometimes you know it can be, feel like the same thing over and over again. But people do not stay static; they have different shit that goes on in their lives. So this. If you do this from a, a uh, you know, a golden age detective story, but in space, uh, if you have almost, a, you know, a comedy of manners, but with murder, <laughs> which is the best kind of comedy of manners, let's be honest, um, it allows your characters to do different things, but still be them. But you oh, get yeah. to show something new to the reader. I say. Right? I know, book four is when the Fop and Kara get into a fight. Well, that has to happen. It's a comedy. But this is book three, so we don't need to get there yet. No, no, they have a big one. But they haven't dealt with the feelings that that caused. Not until book four. <laughs> I mean, well, that leads into the, the next thing. In, uh, the fop. Woo! Uh, I think we, we decided in the name, but I forget. Uh, it's her helpful assistant for the mystery. Until he's knocked out in the second act to raise the stakes. Yeah. Or maybe they do some behind-the-scenes stuff. Note. Make sure he, he, he does not. Dave's uh, 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 that. It's not around. Leave clue who's that it's a plan. Because sometimes that happens. And like that sometimes happens. Like a side character will, will leave to find a vital clue. Who, oh, yeah. And then and, like they come back at the end and, and for the reveal. And like 
No, we didn't know that. Uh, that. You know? Wait a second, Kara. I have the entrance logs. Ha ha. Yeah. He's helpful, but like bare minimum helpful. I think it's a fair play when the character gets sent off by the detective to retrieve that kind of information. Yeah. I think that becomes a fair play at that point. Then it's like a resource that the detective is using and it doesn't feel like a cheat. Yeah. But also I want to keep the suspense. Oh yeah. So that's a question for later and for later, for later on. Mm. How do you do stuff without the reader realizing you're doing stuff, but not in a way that, that makes them feel cheated? Well, I think, you know, not, not to go off the rails here again. I think one thing with a mystery story like this is that I don't know what kind of, uh, POV that we've established for these stories. I think it's third person, right? Yeah, Maybe. I thought, I thought uh, so. Yeah. Well, it's just, it, yeah. uh, not living in Kara's head and getting her, like, you know, every thoughts on the situation allows a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to, like, the detective's process. Cause the detective, Kara, could be thinking about the mystery and the murders and all that, but we as the audience aren't necessarily privy to her every single thought when we're in third person, uh, uh perspective. Uh, for- uh, so you're, so not third person and omniscient, third person limited? Third person limited, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're kind of told the relevant bits that are going on. So like, describing the scene, describing stuff that's happening, and maybe some like relevant thoughts of a character, perhaps. Like, if it's like, particularly snarky dialogue, I'd probably shy away from that. Hmm. But like, if it's like Kara doing like relevant thoughts to herself, maybe, I don't know, but, I think with a mystery, we want to have some room for Kara doing deductions on her own. Well, because we want to have the parlor scene at the end, like any good detective story. But we don't want to have that be ruined by like Kara thinking like, hey, wait a second, that's weird. I'm going to note that for later. Earlier on in the story, it could be like a clue for the audience. And if Kara is there, she's definitely noticed it because she's the ace detective, right? Space Ace yeah. Detective. Yeah. Hell yeah, she is. <laughs> so assume that, you know, Kara's reading the book too, basically, but isn't necessarily sharing it with us because maybe, maybe the audience is a suspect too, if that's like the, the proper mindset. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I got, funny. I got, I'm going to be that bitch. Yeah. Ready for this? I'm a huge fan of when the author becomes very noticeable as a character within the <laughs> story. Because you can, because if you're switching genres, and I'm pretending you are, because I think that's funny, um, you can, you can fuck around. You can do things like, you know, the narrator, the third person omniscient is the author, and they know what's going on. And, but you get to say things like, you know, uh, had Kara but noticed the thing on the floor, she perhaps would not have to deal with the rest of the weekend. But unfortunately, it was not the case, and all the better for our story. <laughs> you know, or some shit like that. Um, yeah. The only s- problem with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that then that thing on the floor is going to be critically important. Of course. That's a clue. Yeah, but... That's hilarious. We'll have to establish what the hell that is at some well, point in the story, because that is... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but what you're doing is that you're... You are, as the author, letting... um basically playing around with everybody you're playing with care but you're also playing with the readers too like you know shit that they don't um but it's still within the realm of mystery so that it's still something they can figure out later 
I just um, want to take a moment to remind everyone that uh, this the is narrator, It is Alex's story. But also, the narrator of Into the Woods gets murdered at the top of the second act. Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, Kat. Yes. I'm going to say suggest a video game. I know. That you might. No, <laughs> that, no. that you might look like. Uh, called Jenny LeClue. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a game about how to, you know, what's, what's the name of, uh, 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 like, not the Hardy Boys, uh, the Nancy Drew. Yeah, like a little Nancy Drew type. Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, solve it. And, and these, you know, who, who stole all the, the cakes mysteries? Fuck yeah. Who did steal the cakes? Lux Luther. Yeah. <laughs> and she has an adversarial. Whole relationship, kind of relationship with, with the, uh, with the narrator, or nay, the author. And then the, those, the, the game, uh, zooms out to the author who's been told that his long running young, younger, a whole detective of theory is, is going to be a, uh, no longer published unless <gasps> he ramps up the stakes. Like, uh-uh. And, and like, have her solve a murder. Yep. And he has a fucking breakdown about it. Nice. As uh, all, so, as all authors should. Yeah. Also, that one Daffy Duck cartoon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Which we can link to. Um, <laughs> uh, so then. So, so but, but the now we're. is awesome. <laughs> Who else have we got? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah right. keep telling us more people. Next in our cast of characters is the professor. The curator of the exhibit. So you know he's going to be the first to go because, of course, or is the, who, who dies in, in a museum murder mystery? The curator. So the beginning of, <laughs> of, of, uh, what was, what was that book? With the, um, uh, the symbologist? Yeah. Oh, oh Da Vinci oh, Code. Fuck yeah. off. Uh, also, in the in that one episode of Buffy, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, also listeners, if any of you is a curator of a, a museum, um, we mean no offense, and we send uh, our uh, condolences condolences <laughs> to your family. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's fascinated by the by the ancient and precursor aliens who who, who uh, mysteriously vanished. Of and course. Is, and is proud of the exhibit. But, but did he have some side dealings going on? Because, mm-hmm. because remember. You have to ask the answers, yes. Well, well, remember, or, or, remember, or, uh, we, or in our last book, we were at the dig site. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we kind of established that, uh, it was a kind of shady work site. <laughs> or, that- this makes me wonder, since I don't read a ton of mysteries, mm-hmm. is it allowed, I guess, to have clues for the current story be found in previous books? I would say no, because you want to have a contained... You can have characters from previous things, and you can know about things about them. Or if that's the start of the story, I have her, her packing up from the dig site. You could do that, yeah. Yeah. But, like, consider, consider like... um. Uh, uh, your average Sherlock Holmes story. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you can find out during the course of it, or you can know that Sherlock Holmes, golly, is a detective. But you <laughs> should be able to have the, the clues within 
what you have to solve the mystery. Yes. Otherwise, it is unsatisfactory. Because what if you read the books? What if there's been five years between the books? Yeah. What if, if uh, what if book two uh, went out of print and has been and reprinted and isn't mm-hmm. online? Isn't online anywhere? Yes, I'm. I am, in fact, aware. Well, I'm, I'm letting wondering. Pippin know. I'm letting Pippin know because she was just. Whew, huh. Well, it's so it unprofessional. Just, it could still be, I think, a useful tool, though, and it could also paint Kara's suspicions on certain characters based well, then, on world building. Oh yeah, then you get to reintroduce people. Like for instance, yeah. that detective, uh, the the what, the chief of police. Um, her reaction to seeing him there immediately tells even a new reader that some shit's going down. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It can also establish like, uh, you know, last time on Dragon Ball Z type <laughs> moments, uh, with prior I stories. You were in jail. Also, I got yeah. out. Also, spoilers for the end of this character list. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. See, that was on us for not setting spoilers abound at the start. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But moving on. Yeah. Uh, We'll make it through this list. The next character, the student, works with the prof, but is critical of the exhibit and the inherent nature of space colonialism that brought it all together. Mm. But if she's so outspoken against it, why is she helping the prof? University credit. Also, I will say that she is the first uh, suspect, but not the one who done it. Yep. Her name's Red. Red, Red. Herring. <laughs> yep. No, that's too obvious. Red Trout. Ah. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. There's Scarlet. something fishy about her. <laughs> Pun jail. Uh, uh, no, no. Scarlet Minnow. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you gotta have the fancy words. You can't just have the sun. You have to have the orb. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so we've got on our first, uh, uh, we've got our first, first, as you said, suspect, but not, not the one who, who done did it. Next, we have the Count. A walrus mustache and a pith helmet? In space? Really? Well, either way, he's been telling everyone on how he claimed almost half the rocks in this place. Oof. Yeah. He, Oof. <laughs> I find it preposterous. Not me. <laughs> This was genuine, genuine archaeology in Sullivan's. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. <laughs> I don't have my museum. I haven't. I don't have. Haven't made a life of, of making constant enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have the Dowager, a certain yet kind face, a cute hat, and a lifetime of secrets. What exactly? Guess <gasps> who my second favorite con- character is. Oh, what exactly does she know? And what isn't she telling? Also Pippin. And note, Fop's grandaunt? Question mark? Ah. Uh, Do you want to know why her, her, her hat's so cute? It's full of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminded of your, like, Animal Crossing. Like, not Animal Crossing. What am I thinking of? That that weird island thing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. And your one little character who's, like... All in black. I made her a little black dress and an apron with blood on it. <laughs> and she wears a bl- black hood and she carries her axe. And she smiles a lot. No, you can't see her face when she's in that outfit. <laughs> I know what she looks like. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically, the, the character, if that if this were made, be, being made into a movie, would be played by a dame. 
in, in the in the title sense. Ooh, Helen Marin would kill it. Oh, I was thinking Kristen Shaw would be amazing. <laughs> we went for very different vibes. Different vibes. Different. I'm like dead set for making this a comedy. I'm so sorry, Alex. Like, it's going to cha- have to change the vibe of the first two. <laughs> no, no. It is a plot. Because here's the thing. Comedy makes dark things darker and uh, uh, funny things funnier. Wait, that's not I, right. I think you're leaning too hard on almost a slapsticky humor. <gasps> first of all, how dare you call Christian Shaw's humor slapsticky? Uh, second of all, fine. Go on. How dare you say that Helen Aaron can't do comedy? Oh. <gasps> Fair how enough. dare you, you guys say, how dare? How dare us be 45 minutes into recording <laughs> and not done with a synopsis? Right. Next in our character list, Kat, do you feel called out? Wait, what did you do? No, what? What did you do? Well, let's read the character before we can call out Kat. The Duke. There are only like five space dukes at a time. <laughs> Kat. Does sound like me. Cat, yep. how many times yep. ha- uh, Kat, how many times have you uh, explained this uh, romance trope? There are only like five dukes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're ca- like every single single girl in a particular universe cannot all get married to a fucking duke. Watch me, but <gasps> and dukes enough for everyone. <laughs> now that's a, duke. a ro- that's a it's romance dukes title for days here. Also a romance <laughs> title. <laughs> Look, it is the Duke of Daisies. <gasps> wow. Yes. Anyways, uh, there are only five space, space dukes at a time, but he's here. He has a sash with metals on, on it <laughs> and a sword. He's particularly interested in this one item in the exhibit. Dot, dot, dot. So, hey, you know. Did the body look like it was killed with stab wounds? Hey, maybe. I'm just saying this is another potential red herring with that murder weapon uh, on mm. his head. And it's a scandal because he's the Duke. The Duke! Yeah. The Duke. The Duke, oh, my god. Maybe he would- Now that's a cousin of the fop. <laughs> it would be- f- Oh my god. It, again, I'm so sorry. It would be very funny if the fop was related to like three quarters of this party. I mean, <laughs> it's nobility. He's, he's, he's The only one he's not really aided to is Kara. Because <laughs> that makes it okay. That's right, what? <laughs> Uh, next character, the bodyguard. A mean look and a meaner right hook. She goes wherever the Duke goes and will be eyeing you as you talk to him. But why wasn't she with him at the time of the murder? She was making out with the fop. Fuck yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Can you blame her? Can you blame the fop? Nah. I'm saying the fop has a type. (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) He respects Kara. And he has a type. <laughs> Listen, Kara is his one true love. Uh, if she wants him or not, whatever, whatever's cool with her. But also, you know, that bodyguard and him can have a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Kara's like, okay, have fun. But remember, um, like, I will arrest you if you do anything wrong. He's like, oh my God, that's how I know she cares. <laughs> and also, you are my ride. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we are sharing a hotel room. So if I come back and there's a fucking sock on the door... We will have words. <laughs> we are ride or die, and you will die if you do something. Fortunately, he likes that. <laughs> no. He's into that. That's his deal. They're soulmates in a weird way. <laughs> the best kind. Yeah. Next, we've got Siv, 
short for Smart Intellectual Voice. They're the, the AI for the museum. Despite the name, not very sophisticated. Capable of answering questions about the exhibits, sending out cleaner bots, and turning off the lights. On the upper floors, at least. (gasps) They're the narrator that uh, Kara keeps fighting with. Oh my god. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm also implying that there are are some secret uh, lower floors that have some shady shit going on down there. I mean, come on now. They have to listen. If there's a beautiful terrarium atop, that means that somewhere down below are where the mushrooms are. Yeah. Mushrooms, mushrooms. Anyway. That's some Resident Evil shit right, right here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, why'd, why'd we have to do that? Because I like like Resident Evil. But it's scary. Mm. <laughs> so is most things to you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> next, next we have, have the thief. What are you saying? Thief? They're not a thief. They're a uh, Percival Archibald... Old Prudence Wendell Fitzwilliam de Avon the Third, definitely not here to swipe jewelry or anything that's not nailed down. No, you may not check the her pockets. So wait a second, though. Here's my issue with that one. I love having a thief. I don't love having another fop on the scene. These are dueling fops. Here's the thing: the fop can fall, call him out for not actually being who he is because he's met <laughs> Percival Archibald uh. Prudence Wendell Fitzwilliam de Avon the Third. And he is 90 years old. <laughs> and at first, the fop is perfectly willing to let him have whatever's going on. But he... Uh, you know, life be tough. <laughs> but, but then they swiped the, uh, a pretty necklace that Kara was wearing. And that Kara got at, at the got at, at the nickel and dime store or the other week. <laughs> he stole their best friend necklace. <laughs> that yes. was a BFF gift. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you steal from everybody else. I don't care. But my dude. I do that like. That is the one thing she let me give her. <laughs> so, and she so, doesn't wear it, but she has it. So as a character beat, I do like maybe this character serving as a mini mystery thing for the fop to solve. It's like a low <gasps> stakes thing comparatively. Oh my god, yeah. Thus earning the assistant title. Yeah. <gasps> yes. It could be like, it's like the early in the story pressure relief, like they are capable of solving murders and other mysteries. You can rest assured they will solve the bigger uh, mystery of the story. Yeah. But first, give give the give the fop a bone. I mean, come on. Yeah, and also the thief. Thief. Uh, I'm thinking they're the one on the like uh, that that accidentally kicked off off uh, the murder mystery because they swipe they uh, they swiped the thing that that they shouldn't have, that they shouldn't have done swiped. Ooh. Ooh. And like, and like in Act One, on you know, they have to turn out the, her pockets, and like, it cares like, like right, uh, right. I'm putting this all, all, I'm putting this all in a case. He's he's locking it. It 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 will will sort out who will sort her things out uh, for for everyone. Uh, and when they bring proof of, of ownership and whatnot, uh, or something like that. Uh. Uh, hand wave, hand wave, figure it out later. Yeah. 
Uh, and then later it's missing. It's gone missing, but you know what's there? A body. Dun, dun, dun. Which is that, that makes it not only a country house murder, but a locked room mystery. Dun, dun, mm. dun. Hell yeah. Right. Anyways, moving on. Finally, we've got the chief of police. The craft of chief of car, uh, the chief of car, Kara's planet. What's he doing here? In a totally different star system. He didn't see her, did he? <laughs> what is he doing there in a totally different star system? Like, who knows? Is he that one who actually did, he actually, actually did it? Is he, he here to be a uh, menacing presence? Is he here to who establish uh, sh- sh- later uh, be, to establish him for later books in the series? Who knows? Is he a cousin of the fop? <laughs> <laughs> I feel no, like if he were, that would have been established in book one. Well, here's yeah. the thing. I actually kind of like the idea of he is actually there to say sorry or some shit. Um, you know, to try it. and she spends the majority of the book not believing that. She is suspicious of the whole fucking thing. He keeps trying to apologize. Like, I brought you something, and she throws it on the ground. She's like, clearly a bum. <laughs> For she dives behind the fop, and the fop is all like, he recognizes me too, you know. <laughs> I was also a suspect that night. Uh, you know, I-, I like the idea because, you know what, it's useful. First of all, it shows a change. Things mm. have changed. Time has passed. Shit like that. Uh... And also, frankly, you know, the reader doesn't have a good reason to. It, it gives you a nice red herring that can last a good long while. Oh yeah, that's that. That you know? is a uh, that is a, a chew the fat character. Exactly, and like, and it's also kind of a I won't say a gift, but kind of a gift to people who've actually read the rest of the series. Yeah, mm. it's, it's understandable for people who are just coming in here, but for people who know the series, they have ex. They're on Kara's side, one hundred percent. They're like, fuck that guy. Um, and, and, you know, what, what did he go through to experience this change in whatever? Maybe he's not actually that good at a guy, uh, but he's better than he was. Like, maybe, and maybe at the end, uh, it's like, okay, I accept that you are apologetic, but- And that you didn't do this murder. (laughs) And I do hope that, that you're actually able to, uh, bring- you know, uh, to change your way. It's like you, who said you did. Exactly. You said that you have. But also, mm-hmm. police corruption is kind of a, a big, uh, <laughs> kind of a big hurdle. Violating, uh, whistle pre- whistleblower protection is kind of a big hurdle. Oh. Well, so you can do all sorts of little messages about like, you know, it, fine. You know, it is good. That you are seeking forgiveness, that you're trying to better yourself. I am not obligated to forgive you. And at the end of the day, a cab. <laughs> All space cops are <laughs> bastards. Hell yeah. Um, no, but uh, you, you can do some interesting emotional beats on that without having to have it tied. Ness- and honestly, if you want to get weird and metaphorical, what? And have parallels. I mean, you know, it could also be, uh, uh, you know, she's saying this stuff to him and she means it. But also, is there something that she needs to apply that to in her own life? Something FOP related? Maybe having to do that <gasps> argument from earlier? And so what you do is you end the story not – because this, to me, again, this is a, a middle of the series book. So you end the story not on a plot cliffhanger, but on a character emotional cliffhanger. Mm. So, you know, yeah, you, you solve the mystery, but 
is everything really okay with these two? You're, you know, and then your readers are like, I really want things to be okay. I better get the next book to ensure that. <laughs> I'm telling you, the big fight is book four. Ugh, you're so wrong. That or the very, very end of this one. Yes. I'll grant, I think uh, that this is a, right before the climax. So this is the emotional climax and then you have the action adventure climax. And so it's like, yay, we solved this. But did we solve ourselves? What is the fight about, uh, oh, 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 the fop getting hurt? Is about, oh, the fop getting hurt at, at the end of act two? <gasps> oh, Ooh, maybe. I uh, have to leave you for your own protection, but it's the pie to the dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you trying to white fang me? <laughs> Go on, get it. <laughs> well, so he leaves with the bodyguard. <gasps> oh, ooh, emotional complications. He's like, you specifically said we weren't dating, and she's like, we're not, and I don't want to. But also, the fuck. <laughs> um, we never established if she was a romantic as well. Exactly. We don't know. Maybe, maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she exactly. Maybe she doesn't know. What if she's not a romantic? And, you know, sometimes that can be very confusing as an adult, you know, go, growing up and you're like, I definitely this, so it must mean this. But then you discover maybe it doesn't mean that. Sex is still gross, but, you know, maybe you want somebody who is paying attention to you and just you. Sometimes you just want a person to be a stool on the couch. <laughs> uh, and the game. pop will do that for her. She, she just needs to say it, but she's not saying it, so he'll go with the bodyguard who's yeah. like, yeah. Okay, but, um, uh, but Alex, another way you could do this is, uh, or another way the argument could happen is not just, you know, uh, uh, who gets left behind, who gets white fanged, but maybe there's just a disagreement, not necessarily anybody being wrong or right, but just a disagreement about how to handle the murderer who is related to the fop. Um, and so maybe there's a, you know, Kara believes it should be this, and maybe the fop believes this, and neither of them are wrong. But the key part is that they are disagreeing. And they, um, and, uh, and they both have you, emotions. And they have not experienced disagreement before. They've just experienced Kara be, being right and the fop being a fop. Well, and also, you know, it could be like Kara's used to him being like, okay, but this time he's like, but wait, no. And she's like, what? I'm not you, sure how to deal with this. My feelings are hurt. You have and the, meanwhile, he's like, I literally do. I agree with you on everything. So why can't you like, like understand that if I'm saying something, that means I actually like, I have a thought on this. I have opinions. I, I am, in fact, uh, uh, fairly intelligent. I went to space MIT. <laughs> you know, just because this is like who I like being does not mean... <laughs> Just because I'm silly doesn't mean I shouldn't be taken seriously. Ooh, a good, oh, save that. Write that fucking down. Because that one, that's a great line. And two, that hits to the center of at least my plot. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, you're wearing a banana, banana yellow, uh, uh, oh, sure, or, or fruit to a gala. And it, it looks good on me. <laughs> How does that mean that I am wrong about this? And, and of course, the worst part of the fight is that she can't say exactly how he's wrong. And he can't say exactly why she's wrong. Because they both have a good point. They just would do it differently. And the real argument is not what to do with the killer. It's the fact that they are suddenly reaching this turning point in their relationship. He feels comfortable enough to disagree. And she feels comfortable enough to be hurt by his disagreement. Hmm. And other character thinks that we'll have to wait until Alex writes the first two books <laughs> and three quarters of this fucking one. So... 
Was that uh, all the characters? Oh, uh, we've got. Uh, there's others as as many as need be. You know, I might I feel like I need to make some other character or like like you know just general art appreciators. Or, well, you need to have the entertainment for the evening. Ooh, true. Uh, the bartender, the fire breathers, the uh, the definitely not a a the uh, black market uh, acquirer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The collector type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The leverage team hanging out in the background. <laughs> they should absolutely be there. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, they're so obviously the leverage team cares like, nah, it's not them. They're here for something else. And I don't really care about that. <laughs> we don't care about stealing. We care about the murder. <laughs> Y'all steal to your heart's content. And Fop's like, not that necklace, though. By the end of the party, you know, something else that's, you know, extravagant and like the jewel of the Nile is missing. And she's like. Yeah, no, that's 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 a red. Yeah, that was that was a blood diamond. Better <laughs> yeah, off like, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but then they could be informants for her. Because <gasps> she can be like, "Listen, you sure were liking that blood diamond over there?" And they're like, "What blood? What? 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 Hmm, I don't know what you're talking about." She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you don't know about that shirt. Does that mean you also don't know about this?" And they're like, "Oh, I might." So you believe the other thing? Like, I could. I'm like, okay, so then I might know about this thing you're looking for. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Listen, you were talking, but all of that was in my head. It was like, oh no, the fop gets back her BFF necklace, but they fight before she can give it back. <gasps> oh my god, yes. But here's the thing. The audience knows he has it. She doesn't, and he doesn't tell her. There's no like throwing it on the ground or anything like that. He's putting it in his pocket. So the audience has to wait until the next book for the resolution. That or he gently gives her both halves. <gasps> Oh, fuck. Well, that's, is this a breakup? Does he Ooh. go off with the bodyguard? <gasps> yes. He comes oh back God. in the next book, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, because <laughs> oh they have to. Guys, in the next book, he again is going to be the suspect. In the next book, the bodyguard's dead. Uh, no. Yes. <gasps> yes. The next book, the bodyguard's dead and he's a suspect. But she's a. Oh, no. <laughs> but she, he's an awesome buff lady. Well, maybe she's not. Maybe she's one of, she, maybe she's a, from a clone. Uh, a selection of of buff ladies. Maybe, Maybe she done did it, and it's someone else who's dead. Mm-hmm. Maybe the head is missing. All the identifying marks. But it was found in his bed. <laughs> in her apartment. <laughs> but we're not talking about the fourth book. <laughs> we're not talking about the fourth book, though. I mean, this will be, like, later this year or early <laughs> next year when Al... When we, yeah. When we release the synopsis for the fourth book. <laughs> Indeed. Fuck's uh, sake. So, and the last care, and the last one on my character sheet is talking dog. Is a talking dog, G. Wilkers. Right. That was not on there. Well, what? No, it's all, it was always on there, cat. Uh, listeners, do not believe cat. That sounds like blatant Brendan bait. Reich, Reich's rat. Anyways. Alright. That, that is the, the synopsis and the characters <laughs> and we, yeah, and, and the majority add, of the plot, I think we've talked. Yeah, we've added some, some details, though we don't. Who we still don't know who done did it. That was my question. Uh, well, wait, who's well, dead and who did it? Yeah, because we're writing a mystery here. At least we're mm-hmm. workshopping a mystery. I feel like those are the two questions to start with, and then you write backwards. <laughs> well, we yeah. do know who's dead. Who is it? The professor. Oh, that's right. Is he the only one who dies? I thought he was like sort of the beginning of the death. Here's the thing: I don't know if I, I want 
onto to uh, do just the one uh, dead uh, dead person, or a and then there were not unkind uh, kind of dealio. Can I give you Can I give you my sort of viewpoint on that one? Yes, go ahead. If you have one death, as that says, and you can use this however you want to to mislead or what have you. But if you have one death, that says it's about the person. If you have multiple deaths, that says it's about something else that needs to be covered up. That's my thought on that one. Mm. So, you know, for instance, uh, if, if I killed Pippin, um, wow, you know, coincidentally, that's probably about Pippin because anything that Pippin knows, all the rest of y'all do too. Um, Bold. or anything that she protects, you know, you guys do too. So really it has to be just about Pippin. Whereas if I kill all of you, um, one, real grim for the podcast, but two, <laughs> or is it perfect? Um, but two, that suggests it's something that all you all knew. Um, or for instance, Pippin's dead. You all immediately suspect me, so I better kill all of you. Uh, and that lets me get away with stealing the podcast. So, um, but you don't get the awesome wig. So, <laughs> so uh, that's the only reason why I wouldn't do it. So, <laughs> during our talk, we uh, spontaneously came up with the uh, black market collector, and mm-hmm. now we. And now I feel, well, time to goodbye, Black Market Collector. Well, here's the thing. You could, you could play a shell game. You know, I love shell games. <laughs> uh, a shell game. So let's say the professor dies and, uh, uh, the jewel of the Nile goes missing. The audience is led to suspect that the jewel of the Nile and the professor are related. They're connected. And so it was clearly about the professor. It's clearly about stealing this thing. Uh, but then let's say the collector goes missing presumed dead let's say there's a pile of blood somewhere not pile you know puddle um (laughs) now suddenly this is leading both our detectives and the readers to be like oh shit there's more than one death what else is happening how were the collector and the professor connected you know what were they doing is is it greater or what have you or better yet with (laughs) better yet the professor dies we think it's about the professor then the collector goes missing and simultaneously we see that the diamond's gone Mm. Uh, and then it's like, oh shit, it wasn't about the professor, it was about getting the diamond. In reality, the leverage crew is like, listen, we saw everybody running around, and nobody was paying attention. So. And it was shiny. What do you It was shiny. Um, so like, so that makes the diamond, it's a crime, but it's not the crime. Which gets back to my favorite definition of, of murder mysteries, um, from Star Trek, which is Cardassian murder mysteries. Um, where I guess in the future, humans have one crime and one, um, uh, a perpetrator in their, in their hollow novels. And I'm like, that's boring. But in Cardassia, everybody has committed a crime. And the fun and mystery is figuring out who did what. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, great. The Cardassian's correct. I'm sorry, Starfleet, you fucked up future <laughs> literature. Um, so you could play around a lot with audience expectation. And, and, and this gets back to what Brendan was saying about writing backwards. Um, once you know what's happened, then you can do all sorts of fucking things, like play around with time. Like when humans make patterns, right? So we assume things are connected or we will make assumptions, whether they are or not. We also like making up stories. So we'll make up stories to make the connections make sense, even if they are literally just coincidences or, you know, the leverage crew being like shiny. Mm. <laughs> I I like the idea that every character here has committed a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you want a Cardassian murder mystery. <laughs> I, I do want a Cardassian murder mystery. Uh, like, only one of them committed murder. The crime. Or maybe it was an accident. <laughs> That'd be cool. But it, that feels a little bit like a, oh. Uh. Well, I, I, I don't want it to be, but it could be. I was actually thinking about that earlier today, like, almost like, was it like a reverse uh, murder on the Orient Express where it's like, nobody's the murderer, but everybody's guilty as hell? <laughs> oh my god, wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, guys, guys. You know how in books you have an infinite special effects budget? Mm-hmm. Alex has made this very beautiful terrarium up in the sky, hasn't he? That's true, he has. Sure is lovely. Real pretty. something happened to it. <laughs> what I'm thinking is, gosh, everyone's super distracted by the professor's death that maybe they're not paying attention to anything else happening. Like, for instance, the bomb the professor put in the basement. And then we get the Buffy episode, the Zeppo. Because, <laughs> because um, you know... There's a lot of things in there. He's he's taken very good care of it. But what planet does this terrarian orbit? What's going on on that planet? What political shenanigans? Have they cut off the funding for the terrarium? Oh. And it's like, great. You don't want it? Fine. Fine. Oh, Margaret, return to send it, the sender and deliver it express. <sighs> oh, fuck yeah. So, yeah, no. No, it wasn't a murder. It was a suicide made to look like a murder. Because he wanted to have enough time to have this shit go bad. Oh, With and to the- get news crews up there or something. Like, we're reporting the murder so that like, people are paying attention. Shit's going down. Well, this would also explain the timing of the – or just the weird ion storm thing happening. That was the professor's doing as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, he fucked up the – yeah. Also <gasps> – wait. That's why there's a gala up there. Get a whole bunch of important people – Causing yep. a big – like, we're not just destroying shit. We are causing a decade's worth of intergalactic war. Ooh. And to me, yes, that's – Yes, a that's comedy. Says, <laughs> first of all, fuck off. Yes, this is hilarious. Siv – also, Siv – this also makes Siv the accomplice. Well, Ooh, and, but, but like, she's in, like one of those nice, like, dumb robot accomplices. Yeah, yeah. You like, know? But like, she's a good dog. Well, but like, sometimes good dogs do bad things. Well, like, like, well, throughout the entire thing, they're just—they're assuming. Thing, oh, great! The lights are off. Uh, we're still in here. Museum closes at at tw- the museum cl- is closed at twelve p.m. or or, <gasps> or, or twelve a.m. Like sending out cleaner bots. Uh, like, no, no, they're cleaning up the evidence. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, she's such a good dog. But you know what? If you have a bad owner. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But here's the thing. But also it gives, it, it gives a certain level of the, uh, the reader understands it. Like, would they do that? Maybe not. But you can understand, like, you know, if you put your life, your soul into something, you've literally grown it from, from nothing and, and then it's being shat on and in, in possibly like levels, levels of awfulness, right? What if his student who's there to help him is actually a, like, not a plant per se, but definitely reports back regularly, that kind of thing. She's not that into it. So they're not even giving him proper grad students for <laughs> you know, so Oh, but, she's stealing information to, to <gasps> do something. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's all this, it's being, what's it called? Decommissioned? I feel like or phased out something like that. This I is feel a- like the president of the university has to, or the dean has to be there. You know, Dean Yeager. 
Uh, <laughs> He's I th- a last-minute like guest. Or was the first guest on the Ooh. list. <gasps> you know, oh my god, the entire party was literally every single person there. Yes, yes, so it creates international war, but they were all bait for him. Because he is hungry for power and attention. And this terrarium in space, it's beautiful, but it's old. It's useless. Question. It's not bringing in new research money. And Oh my god, it's academic murder. And also... The best kind. Also, uh, the other character... There's a, have also slighted at him. The account, yeah. he, he claimed so many of the rocks there. He, he's one of the, those, uh, uh, bomb a tomb open and to grab, uh, have a, uh, to grab a, a shiny and ruin and all, all, uh, other archaeological, archaeological significance. And so- Guys, wait, Alex, can I share something with you? Yeah. Wait, wait. So the question is, why are Kara and the fop there? What has the fop done to? And the answer is nothing. We have a scene after they've arrived and everyone's like, wait, why are you here? And she's like, wait a second. We had an invitation. And the fop's like, hmm, what? He's unpacking his suitcase. What? And she's like, you showed me the invitation. He's like, yep. And it turns out his great aunt Mildred or some, some battle axe was like, oh, I've been invited to this thing, but I don't want to get, oh, should I go? And, uh, he, he takes it off her hands so that he can have a nice vacation with Kara. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like yeah. that plan. Uh, to add on to that. Oh, yes, Anne. Um, yes. Uh, I think the curator recognizes Kara by reputation. <gasps> I've been made. Yeah. Does he have to speed up his timetable? That's <laughs> what I'm thinking here because that is – what allows the cracks in the mystery to happen that allow it to be solvable because yes. this is like a one-off murder thing happening here. And He's as we established, it. years. Yeah. yeah, this is like revenge planned years in advance. And now he's having to speed up the timetable because he didn't account for all, all, uh, uh, the contingencies. Is Greg Grubbing Cat? Greg Grubbing Fuck off. <laughs> And other references to movies who shall not be named. Um, uh, no, I love that. I love that. Because you're right. You're absolutely right, Brendan. This guy is an academic. He's in smart. He has planned this down well, to the fucking mitshut. He's planned down. We're well, pretending that we don't know academics in real life. Well, um, yeah. As written, he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> and he's planned it down to the minute. So what happens if suddenly he has to speed that shit up? It's or like, just make any change at all? It's like, imagine you are in... 1800s uh, fictional London, you're mm-hmm. hosting this big bo- uh, gala with a bomb attached to it, and then in the locked room, closed gala, you spot across the room, Sherlock Holmes is in the building with you. Oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> and then maybe that's why maybe that's why the suicide happens. Like, maybe he didn't intend, maybe he intended to get the fuck out of Dodge. He had to set it off manually. Yeah. Oh, he had, yeah, mm-hmm. Or he's like, you know, some, this is going wrong. Something's going to go badly. And it's a panic response. And also the, there's the sort of feeling of now there are theoretically innocents. There were innocents involved last, you know, like in the first one, uh, in his original plan. But when it's distant, when it's like, oh, it's just going to crash into the planet somewhere, but that won't matter. But this is somebody direct. And it's also a figure of authority. More so that he has a grudge against other people. And not corrupt. Yeah. This is or, judgment. Uh, yeah, yeah. He commits suicide uh, and tries to frame it in such a way to 
uh, implicate whoever he's the maddest at mm. so that even if the rest of it gets solved uh, oh, and the like doesn't go off, maybe he'll still be able to take down at least that one person. I do like that a lot. And this helps satisfy the craving in a mystery novel where you want to have multiple subplots going on, multiple mm-hmm. little mysteries. Because we have, like, the gimme one early on for the fop to solve with the thief to establish, like, yes, mystery solving is going to happen in this story audience, we swear. Uh, but- also, uh, it establishes that the fop is, in fact, actually good at this on in his own right. So yeah. when Kara questions him later, he's all like, no, I, I do know things. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because we've, we've had – he's been the Watson for some time now, but Watson – was a goddamn doctor who had been in fucking wars and and maybe possibly knew a thing or two yeah and always carried the gun always carried the gun listen sherlock was a shit shot <laughs> and a bad writer canonically sorry shouldn't, couldn't sherlock like canonically bend iron or something um, what uh i think that in that case, the 20th second century uh, and that one i think that was mainly a parlor trick like uh okay like, like demonstrating that anyone with proper, with with the application of proper or leverage can and be, and a and in this case it was a uh, fire poker or ah, or something. Well, yeah. among us. But more importantly, I. But also at the core of this is a simp theoretically a simple thing. Get everybody you hate in one spot, blow the shit up because you feel bad. A classic Cersei Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> However, the second humans get involved, <laughs> what, there's there's a what's a Murphy's Law of War or something like that. Um, you know, battle uh, battle plans last exactly until you get into battle. Something like that. Uh, mm. uh, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Yeah, exactly, because you know you are fighting not just humans you're also fighting physics and random fucking statistics and chance and all that nonsense and Um, here's here's the thing this allows ample room for again something we talked about in our last episode of smart characters messing up in ways that smart characters do Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and having to rush a smart character is a great way to have them mess up oh yeah Mm Well, also, one of my favorite – I'm not good at this. It's something I want to learn how to do. But one of my favorite things is when there were clever things set up that go off on the wrong time. Or, or, or for instance, so like uh, – Great grouping. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so for instance, for instance, and I'm, I'm going to bring up Dorothy Sayers again because I was just like rereading them all uh, and have his carcass. The The smart characters have come up with a foolproof – you know, alibi for the time when the bodies gets murdered, the per- person gets murdered. Absolutely foolproof, rock solid. But the time of death is miscalculated, so everybody thinks that this body was killed like two hours later. And so, what becomes weird, what, what ends up becoming a hint, is that it's like, well, wait a second, why is this section of the person's story so incredibly rock solid? And this one kind of wibbly wobbly. And it's because they have planned this out to the minute, but something went funky. And so their own attempts to protect themselves in and of themselves become a clue. Ooh, uh, a uh, message for the, uh, that the, uh, the prof- professor left for the Dowager. 
or like <laughs> in the this is my revenge, but but phrased it in a, in a, a uh, in a aggravatingly a uh, vague way. A, Actually, a, uh, and Kara and Kara Kara ends up uh, receive like uh, finding that mess uh, in a way that looks like it was intended for her, and she interpreted mm. uh, that it was left by the uh, chief that was made by the <gasps> chief of police. Oh, I like that. I was oh fuck, because I was about to suggest you could do something fun, like for instance, have uh, Civ the the AI deliver a message to whomever, um, the dowager, whatever, um, with a voice imprint from the professor, making it sound like he just, he's just like, hey, could you come down to the, to the ex, you know, to the, to the orangery? Except that would have only worked if he was still alive. <laughs> it's just one of those little, like, it was a perfectly, like, that way I'll be in this room when that happened and it'll be like, and no, he's fucking dead. He forgot to erase that command. And, uh, and so you have like, oh shit, who's pretending to blah? Or, or uh, am I going to have to double check that uh, the professor is indeed still dead? Oh, I love that. Then you have to go like look at the professor. Like, is it the professor? And, and we, of course, well, the collector's missing. Is this secretly the collector in a professor suit? And and of course, because other uh, people are also oh, oh here and also oh uh, being shady. Someone has moved the body. <laughs> Somebody's moved the body. Maybe somebody else was pretending to be the professor. Like, who knows? There could be, maybe the professor didn't even put, maybe he just had a garbled voice. Like, <laughs> and so then, all we know from the character's point of view is that, oh shit, there's a murderer running around telling people to go to the orangery with a mysterious voice. As opposed to, no, that was the professor from before. He was planning to be in the room with the dowager when she received that message, thereby uh, uh, being an alibi for himself, etc. That kind of stuff. I, I love it. Mm. But this is very much one of those, start from the back, uh, start from the end. So... Uh, uh, what the plan should have been, and then all the ways it fucks up. Basically, you said, like, you... You thought you were. You thought you had set up all your dominoes, and the, and uh, but one of the, but one of the uh, dominoes, uh, and uh, instead of you just toppling over, ended up doing a kick flip, okay, and hit, hitting a <laughs> hitting a section, uh, and further down the line. Yes, yes. Your uh, Rube Goldberg machine of murder dud fucked up, and parts of it are going off in the wrong thing. And suddenly there's a flag waving. Okay, Go is dancing and we don't know why. Mm. <laughs> hey, what? wait a second. Don't implicate Okay, Go in my murders. <laughs> They're a national treasure. I mean, they, they keep on, they, they keep on getting dressed up in what, in a, in painter or suits. They're obviously establishing that we, we dress up like this all the time. We definitely Guys, we don't do murder in these. They're the evenings. Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out easy. <laughs> what I'm getting out of this is that Alex needs to write the first two books so he can write this one so we can find out what happened. We say yeah. this every fucking time. Um, <laughs> one of these days he'll actually do it. Yeah, Alex, maybe. for my birthday. Ooh. He's that twin power. Actually, in all seriousness, you could use that weird outlining method that I gave Brendan. Yeah. Yeah, you could. See what happens, man. Yeah. Because... This all mysteries and this one in particular benefit from that. 
<laughs> figuring the whole fucking thing out. <laughs> Alex, here's the thing. If you do this, you can only win. Either you get you know, your book out of it, or you put down cat on a peg. <laughs> wow. Why can't it be both, Pippin? <laughs> so win-win. I see, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Win freaking win, Al. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, so do it for us, Al. <laughs> okay. So, Not yourself. Fuck that. Right. Uh do you like do we do we do changes uh, for for these or or we just I think uh, we've I, talked about it so much. I feel like maybe if you have like one final round robin question, you know what I mean? Oh. Uh, and that replicates the game. Because you already have a good title. But if you can be like, okay, like let's let's do a close out. It could be like a weird thing or it could be something you really care about. Uh, like if you could have one character or some I don't know, some shit. What's a real question you have? Okay, uh so serious not and gimmicky like, like the leverage crew. Which other like, like uh character archetype would you who 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 uh like to let's see show up in and this as uh, mm. you know, or would you who uh like to uh or would you who like it does like like what it is so far or or would you like to uh kind of kind of few? That's a good question. I like that. I, I like that question a lot. I, I have one that would probably throw everything we've talked about into disarray. Oh, go good. <laughs> Let's throw things into disarray. Disarray. Do it. There's a sham detective there, too. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, but oh. hilarious. So I, uh... Because uh, they're on the payroll of the crooked curator. <gasps> oh, so to lead Ooh. shit astray. But also he still has... Maybe he has an escape pod. That, yeah. He was supposed to be the, he was the mm-hmm. pilot for the curator, for yeah. the professor. Yeah, the, the two of them were originally supposed to escape and, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the fake detective is the one that was gonna like paint the enemies or enemies in the worst light possible and report it out. But wait, wait. And his payment? Get this? Was the Jewel of the Nile. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the Jewel of the Nile's going. What, like, that's gone cause I still like the idea of there being an entirely fucking separate heist. Okay, huh. okay. Is this yep. fake detective of a, a trying to be Sherlock Holmes, trying to be a uh, Hercule Poirot, trying to be a uh, Columbo? I actually, um, I think the funniest option is that he's trying to be just a space cop, and both Kara and the commissioner are sitting there being, this is their connection point. This is where they can have a moment of like, the fuck is this? And meanwhile, Kara and the fop are sitting there being like, even from a detective point of view, the fuck is this? Uh, so, and meanwhile, you know, like everybody else doesn't know how cops are in real life. Okay. They're too rich. Let me, okay, let me examine the body. It goes to, who you're going to, uh, gloves on. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, well, you know, we don't necessarily do that in this corner of the city, maybe in the hick town and like commissioner be like, sorry, what? Like, it's coming throughout space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is part of the, you know, the, the intergalactic accords that we all agree to. <laughs> like, when we agree to become space cops. <laughs> I was testing you guys. <laughs> That's how, now I know that you two are cops. <laughs> what I love is the idea that maybe the commissioner and, and Kara are both like, wait a second, the fuck is this? And then the commissioner's like, yeah, what is this? And meanwhile, Kara's like, you do not get to have a fucking opinion on this. 
Like, he keeps trying to reach out and have, like, this moment of bonding with her. And she keeps being like, yeah, this is it. No, you don't get this. <laughs> I, th- I think they get to have one moment of bonding at the very end, though. A, a genuine moment of bonding at the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like getting, a bad cop joke. Like, a, no, just, you know, at the end of it, you know, been a long time um, since I was actually doing groundwork like that. You know? Like. Oh, yeah. Like, long time ago, it was just about the thrill of the chase. And then she, she like, goes, no, it's not about the chase. Ooh, so still haven't. See, I was thinking that, you know, he, he could be like, was, you know, just ask her, is this what it felt like for you? You know, having to deal with, you know, trying to kind of meet her that way. And she's like, no, because I knew he wasn't real. You, I thought, were. Ooh. But I Ooh. like yours a lot, too. So, like, on the one hand, he's trying, like, in your version, he's trying to, you know, kind of get back to what he thought he once was. And she's like, shut the fuck up. And this, in mine, he's he's trying to reach out and, and understand her point of view. And she's like, you still fucking miss the mark. Like, listeners, which do you who, who, who like best? <laughs> <laughs> but wait, uh, 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 round robin, Pip, do you got some? Uh, I'm thinking either, well, uh, sort of. Maybe an heiress ingenue, sort Ooh. of. Mm. Mm. Oh. Uh, who obviously still also committed a crime, uh, but is also like the most innocent of the I, group. Can she be hitting on Kara too? Yes. Did she used to be engaged to the fop? <laughs> maybe. I, I was wondering briefly if maybe she was all, uh, maybe a widow, but I decided that I don't, I don't want that. Well, we already have uh, the dowager. Like, yeah. Yeah. Also, I like the idea of her, you know, uh, hitting on on Kara and it being a, a very obvious difference between the, the way the hit the fop is madly in love with her but also respects her uh, uh, but also Kara's reaction to it is different yes it is oh and does she have to think about that maybe she doesn't want to think about that and meanwhile the fop's like maybe you should fucking think about that oh you don't want to hey bodyguard <laughs> let me buy you a drink <laughs> the, oh, the my- open bar whatever <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the open bar. Yeah. Mm. I, like, on the one hand, I think that we need to, like, I'm, I'm thinking of the le- legitimate logistics of throwing a party. <laughs> because, by God, if I can't get accounting in somehow, who am I? <laughs> so you have to have the evening's entertainment, right? Yeah. Okay, go. We've established. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who else you need? You need the caterers. Mm. Um. Uh, the catering company. Oh my god, they're the innocent victims in all this. Well, or, oh god. Or, or it could just be he, the uh, one and caterer and, and uh, their, their uh, and their like, oh the replicator. Yeah, the replicator and and uh, and serving and serving and drones. Ooh, but the serving drones. You know who the serving drones are being run by? Civ. Mm. That, that's a lot of you know the, that's like, extra comp you know computing power. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just throw it in there. Like, you know, like, uh, I, like, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, my, uh, my, uh, that's also going to be another, uh, factor that, that, uh, the, mm-hmm. didn't, uh, <gasps> didn't consider, or the, uh, yes. like, like, oh yeah, my, no, no, this, this is, uh, just a stand, and it doesn't take, uh, up too much, uh, memory. He, this is fucking, this thing takes so, up so much fucking memory. So I'm thinking, if we have Siv as like a silent partner to the uh, curator, mm-hmm. the caterer then 
could be the hidden kind of backdoor way to solve the task of what to do about the ship's AI that might be working against us. Yes. Because the caterer <sighs> was granted extra permissions by the curator, not Fuck. really thinking too much about it. Well, because he was panicking because this was something that wasn't part of the plan. Yeah. Panicking and also underestimating uh, uh, working class. Like it's, it's oh, yeah. Staff versus faculty. Yeah, <gasps> yeah exactly. Fuck like, yes. Like, he didn't think anything of it because, again, he wasn't having time to really uh, reflect on destroying the entire station or whatever. And so it's like, yeah, 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 fine. Here, you have access. That was, like, the thing that maybe could be, like, a scene earlier on in the story where it's, like, the caterer going, like, uh, listen, I need more drone support. I'm I'm by myself back there. I'm dying. Like, what, Can what you did, get me? I'm dying before like, the body shows. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, like, and, like, you're like, I, what am I what am even paying you? For. I would love it if that actually wasn't on scene, like that wasn't on stage, but rather is something that somebody else witnessed. So when Kara's asking people about things, they're like, hey, I saw this. I, like, like the ingenue who's saying, I, I saw the, uh, the, uh, uh, curator arguing with, with the, uh, uh, the, uh, with the help. <laughs> well, the help actually was arguing with him, and honestly, you just can't get good help these days. See, y'all are making the ingenue way meaner uh, than she was in my head. I'm thinking the Count was the one who was being a dick about the help. Who oh, knows? Okay. That's Point fine. Is, oh, yeah, the Count's a dick um, to the help. <laughs> but also, you can do some really fun kind of background hints. So, for instance, mm. let's say Siv has a certain amount of energy, uh, 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 mental, you know, cognitive load, right? That she needed to have in order to accomplish all the shit the professor is having her do, right? Is on a knife's edge. She's got just enough. Then suddenly you plug in the drone crew <laughs> and she has her primary directives. And so maybe during like the middle of the party, when something's happening, right? When Siv suddenly has to actually do a thing, one of the drones runs into a wall yeah, and just starts hitting it over and over again, like a video game character. Uh, and then you have like the frustrated uh, cater going like, what the yes. hell? Well, and then you have people complaining. They're like, oh my God. And then, then that's somebody, like, somebody get the, and the caterer comes out, like, what the fuck is it, you know? Uh, so what, what if- it is, it's a little thing that suddenly is a clue to the larger, while at the same time, just being an incident of the party. What if the power bubbles early on, <gasps> uh, before, uh, the body, uh, and we see the, uh, curator re, or, yeah, the curator react in a way that is unexpected? And yes. we figure out later that that's because that power bubble wasn't part of his plan. Ooh. So many things weren't part of his plan. Yeah. I was I was talking to a faculty member today, and one of the things that he mentioned as a, a a pet peeve when it comes to lecturers who know their topic, they've present they've created a presentation, but they have for whatever reason maybe somebody in the audience asked a question, right? And you got you got to answer the question, but it means that they are no longer on their exact timetable. And so instead of dealing with it or making a decision about how to, uh, you know, what to cut and how to stay on track, they just like, they just rush the next few slides. Like, I, I just have to hurry through this one. And what ends up happening, of course, is you look, you know, like you're not doing a particularly good job, but also the students miss stuff. You forget things. You leave stuff out because you're so concerned with staying on your plan that you have not taken into account what is actually a successful uh, goal. 
This is why I don't teach from a PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> this is why I won't in the future. But yeah, so I think that's the professor's, uh, uh, I love Jam. this as a secret, a secret uh, academic <laughs> takedown. <laughs> all right. All right. Is that all you got? Um, or, is that everybody? I think so. Uh, Wait, Brian, what was yours? Mine was the fake detective. Right, 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 Which right, right, I, right, right, I still right. kind of love the fake detective. Like, Jesus. Make this a Gosford part. Just throw in tons of stuff. <laughs> and Alex doesn't have to do one because it's his goddamn story. <laughs> yeah. He technically did everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> also, talking dog. Oh. That's true. You did do that earlier. <laughs> Can the talking dog also have a power bubble halfway through? I, sure. <laughs> it's a robot dog. <laughs> Aww. Bow, wow, bow, wow. The cow. <laughs> oh, uh, what's the name? The Sparky. Not Tittles. Sparky. It's Sparky. Sparky. No, no. Sparky. Or Bolt. No, no. It, <laughs> it, it, no, it's a, a name that nobility of the, or like, uh, or like Arista, the aristocrats of, uh, Reginald. Oh, uh, Jeremy, um, uh, Nigel. Uh, Buffy. Gerald. Actually, Buffy's a good one. Mm. Um, Woofy. We, we we don't have to necessarily yeah. go through every single. No, this is the most important thing. <laughs> but yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dog. The dog snuffs it, guys. No, that's the title of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's uh. How are you feeling about it, Alex? Yeah. Yay or nay? Uh, a lot of different directions I can go. <laughs> well. Don't worry, you have two other books to get through. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, and then you can get to this one. You're right. Exactly, and then you'll what? have a better idea of what to do. You're right, and when you're right, you're right. <laughs> and I am always right. But also, a great write pun. Writing, right? Oh. When you write, you're right. Hey, who's uh, taking us out? Well, I am taking us out today. All right. And as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at No Story is Sacred, or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pimmit McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we talk about the 1994 movie, The Shadow. <gasps> Guys, who knows what lies in the hearts of men? The uh, Shadow. Are you proud of yourself? Are you fucking proud of yourself? Hey, 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 but you know what? I am no man. <laughs> yeah, okay, Aowen. <laughs> and until then, where no story is sacred... And any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. And I'm Cat. <laughs> and we're No, no story, story is Sacred. Is sacred. It worked me so much that you laughed. <laughs> <laughs>